Welcome to another episode of Joy in Purpose podcast. Come on in and let's talk. Today, we will be discussing the lasting psychological impact of lockdown and what we can do to deal with the stress of the lockdown. But first, let me introduce myself to our new listeners. My name is Lola. I curate conversations related to purpose, career development, and mental health. I am a doctoral student in a psychology program, so as you can imagine, I'm really passionate about mental health. And I want you to know that this podcast is not a replacement for therapy. It is for educational and entertainment purposes only. So now let's get into our topic. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I have been thinking about it, but I also want to share with you something that my professor said. One of my professors said that he believes that the psychological impact of the pandemic will be for years to come. And this was early on during the pandemic. For example, this is an example that he gave. Remember 9-11? So many people across the globe witnessed it. And there were people in New York that saw it, you know, first first end. So can you imagine the trauma that those people endured? So what happened was that they, even years after 9-11, there were um, therapists who specialized who like if someone would experience the trauma of 9-11 and it was like two years later, three years later, they wanted to seek therapy, they would look for a therapist who specialized, who had worked with other people, who, ex- who witnessed 9-11. So that became like a specialty, um, a, an area of interest for some therapists. So he was saying that to tell us that, you know, many of us therapists will have to like specialize in helping people that have experienced trauma, loss from losing loved ones, multiple loved ones, to loss of job, to like dealing with depression and anxiety because of the lockdown, specifically because of the lockdown. As some of you guys probably already know, we're almost a year into the lockdown in the United States. Um, suicide rates has increased, depression rates has increased. Anxiety rates has increased. Like I was mentioning before, um, people have lost jobs and loved ones. And there's so many uncertainty in uh, for the future. Like some, some people, they don't know if the industry they're in, if there will still be jobs. Restaurants are closing or they don't know how they, they're going to survive the next month. That month, even talk less of in the next five to six years. Can you imagine like a family uh a family restaurant, like where maybe the mom and dad and the children and they even have family members helping the restaurants. Can you imagine like the stress that they're going through right now? So my heart goes out to everybody that is dealing with any kind of loss during this lockdown. We are human beings and we're made for social support. So there's some people who even, let's say before this lockdown, they were dealing with, um, they were they were on their sobriety journey and uh, maybe they might not even realize this or maybe they they did but going to the gym going to church spending time with friends was like an outlet for them and that that and that those activities were part of their sobriety journey and now that is all gone 
um, and without any preparation. So, I mean, you can work out at home. You can do Zoom calls, Zoom parties. I want this podcast uh, episode to be about just acknowledging the pain that people are going through. Because I think sometimes I'm a solution-oriented person. It's easy to just say the solution, to talk about the solutions. But I also want to recognize the hurt that people are in. And I want to say this, it's okay to want the lockdown to be over, but to still also want to be safe and, you know, to, to go to follow all the safety protocols. And some, some of you listening might even have underlying conditions, but then you're also an extrovert and you love people. So you're taking the necessary precautions, but you're dealing with, um, maybe sadness from not, from not like physically, hanging, spending time with people, hugging on people and things like that. So I want to acknowledge the stress that we're going through. And the added stress to that could also be f- um, because of the uncertainty of the f- of the future. Um, so I also do want to talk about what to do during this time. But before that, I want to talk about, I want to, I want you to know that a little bit of anxiety during this time is, is typical um, anxiety for the future, anxiety for like what's going on right now. And so a little bit of uh, you being worried, you being anxious is typical. We're in a global pandemic that's, that has impacted so many people, so many lives, and also so many industries. So a little bit of anxiety is okay. Um, so what can you do to help reduce the stress? I know we've been dealing with this for about a year. And some of you guys might have been practicing some of the things I'm going to talk about, or you've tried some things that they didn't work. So I want to bring up some things that maybe you've tried and you've like just put them to the side. Uh, so let's talk about it and let's uh, hopefully you find one or two things that you can incorporate into your day to deal with the stress and the psychological impact of this lockdown. It's important for me to talk about this because like I the way I started this episode, I was talking about we're going to feel this impact for years to come. So if we can engage in some in some healthy habits now, it would it, it will help us um, in years to come. So deep breathing. There's so many apps out there that can help with deep breathing. There's so many um, YouTube videos. So just a way for you to relax as you're Maybe maybe you're still working from home. You're doing everything in your house. Um, just taking a moment to find a corner and breathe. Breathe slowly in and out and just focus on your breath. That can make all of the difference. I know, you know, taking a vacation would be nice, right? But just knowing that when you're getting anxious and worried, just taking a moment to deep breathe. And for me, I also like to pray once I'm done breathing or while I'm breathing. And it just helps me with clarity and a new focus. And when you do this consistently, you realize how much of an impact that it has. Maybe you're about to fly off the handle because you're spending so much time with the people you love. But (laughs) a lot of time you start to see weaknesses that are not even there or weaknesses that didn't bother you in the past so taking time out to breathe is so important and pray as well another thing you can do is physical exercise i am not going to say that you know working out at home is the same as working out um 
is the same as going to the gym because I know some people they just love the gym you know you know the people that you meet at the front desk maybe there's people that you go to the gym uh, with every Monday and Wednesdays and Fridays or you take a class at the gym so I'm not going to say that it replaces that but working out is so important for our overall well-being this is something that you don't want to neglect so uh, working out along to a YouTube video or you and your friends. I, I have a family member who works out with their friends on Zoom. Uh, someone provides the Zoom link and someone else is leading the the uh, the activities that they do. So find a, create, a creative way to work out. Switch it up. So you don't want to neglect this, act, this, uh, this important activity that is good for our overall health. Journaling. If you follow me on Instagram, this is something that I shared. We're living through a moment in history that when our kids learn about it, they're going to ask us about it. Someone younger than us uh, will ask us about it. One day, maybe while you're sitting down talking to the people that did experience the pandemic, we're going to want to talk about it. This is one of those things that it's going to come up in the future, right? I mean, we've all been there when our parents, maybe with their old classmates, they're talking about something that happened when they were younger and everyone has their own version of the story. Someone is adding another part of the story to make it funny. Like I said, like I said earlier, and as you can tell from me from the beginning of this podcast, the pandemic is no funny matter for many of us. But the thing that journaling can do is you can include your perspective in your journal. So what are things that are going well? What are the things that are not going well? And talk about how you're feeling, how you're dealing with the stresses of the pandemic, how you're not dealing with the stresses of the pandemic. And a journal is something that um, you can pass on those stories to your grandkids. Uh, when someone is asking about the pandemic, you can go back to your journal to like say, this is how I was feeling on June 20, 2020, last year. Well, maybe now you'll talk about what how you're feeling in January, if maybe you weren't journaling to begin with, we were experiencing a unique time in history. And for your voice to be heard, it would be nice for you to remember it. So journaling can be helpful. And you can turn your journal to be a prayer journal. So what, what are you going through? And write it as a prayer to God, as a diary to God, where you're communicating with him about your feelings, your fears, and things like that. I journal almost every single day. Um, so let's say, for example, you're mad about not being able to get any social support. Um, you want to write about your emotions, go ahead and journal it. Um, so now moving on to another way to cope with this pandemic. If possible, please reduce your social media consumption, whether it's for you listen to politics or just the, you know, the things about COVID-19 that might scare you. The news is always changing. So of course, it's important to stay on top of the news for your family so that you know it will help you make decisions for your family, for your loved ones and things like that. And just to be well-informed. I think that's that's a good thing. I'm a, polit- uh, I'm a news junkie, a politics junkie myself. So... Um, as you can imagine, well, the last episode, which I'll link in the show notes, I talked about a political figure that maybe some people don't know about or they don't remember, John Edwards. So you can tell I'm a political junkie. Um, so, but you do want to limit it. So maybe you take news information from two sources 
and maybe for 20 minutes or maybe instead of watching it you just read it maybe you already know about the news information you already know the information one time why watch the same information multiple times when you're when it's the same information, but being told different ways. I mean, you might want to read like two sources or three sources, but after a while, you got the gist of the information. So limit your social media, your um, news information, social media too. <laughs> um, because stress impacts our immune system and we need to, you know, be healthy to minimize our risk of being sick. So... If listening to less news, which I know will definitely decrease your stress level, why not do that? If you can, help out a neighbor, an elderly person, call people, look through your phone book, look through your social media contact, just reach out to people. As you're experiencing symptoms of depression or sadness and things like that, just know that other people are experiencing it as well. And when you can reach out to someone, put a smile on their face, or just to check up check up on them, um, it, it will help you to feel good too. And you're also reaching out to someone and helping them to feel good as well. So, like I said, go through your phone, you know, talk to somebody. Uh, if you're lonely and you're isolated, I know sometimes it's easy to get in the in in the mindset of, I wish people would contact me. And I and I also wish people would contact you as well. And um, but sometimes we have to be the first one to make that initial initial um step because other people too are also maybe thinking the same way. So getting your phone to contact people and texting them, FaceTiming them, maybe you watch a movie together on Zoom or maybe you, you watch a movie separately and then you'll come back and talk about the movie. Just something to keep your to keep that social interaction going. There's not nothing wrong with it doesn't replace that physical connection, but it is something instead of nothing. Other ways, and we're almost done. I think I have three more points to go over. Is to try to create a schedule for yourself. So whether you're working right now, or you're looking for a new job, create a schedule for yourself. Uh, I know sometimes when people are going through um depression and things like that they want to sleep more and things like that so if you need to sleep but maybe for just energy of course but creating a schedule for yourself it's so helpful even if you don't get anything done but what that does is give you a sense of normalcy uh creating a schedule for the kids as well this is the time for school this is the time for lunch there's a time where we cook together or we watch a movie together a schedule will be helpful even if it's three things a day uh, creating a schedule will give you that sense of normalcy uh, whether a part of your schedule is to get get your job done if you're looking for a job set a schedule of you know i'm going to spend a few hours applying for job looking up job information and things like that uh second to the last one Surround yourself with positivity. So I'm not talking about the toxic positivity. Like everything is positive all the time. Um, Surround yourself with people that see possibilities. Surround yourself with people who uh, they will encourage you to say, you know what? It, It is really difficult to get a job, but I know that there's a job out there for you. How can I help you? So surround yourself with people that are optimistic. Listen to messages. Listen to podcasts like mine. That will uplift you. People that will acknowledge that things are really difficult, but there's a way out. I'm a Christian, so I believe that everything will work out together for my good. 
So do that. Um, surround yourself. So your positive friend that you haven't talked to in a while, text them, call them up so that you can be surrounded by people who will see the bright side of things. Lastly, I want you to take all the necessary health precautions. Please, you know what I mean? I know sometimes people want the pandemic to be over. Take necessary health precautions for yourself. Every state is different. Some states are open, some states are not. So only you know yourself best. Only you know what is um what is the most helpful and also talking to your medical provider. So those are my tips. Um, like I said, this is to acknowledge the psychological impact, the lasting psychological impact of the lockdown, but also wanted to encourage you to still um, do some activities that will help you in the long run. Um, I, I've said this multiple times already. I want you to know that it is okay to have both feelings, to want to be safe, but still want this pandemic to be over. It's okay. Two things coming true. Well, that's it. That's my podcast episode for today. Uh, if you want to contact me, the, my email address is joyinpurposepodcast at gmail.com. The email will be in the show notes. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Also, I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to get um, the, the podcast episode straight to your email. At email. Um, I will li- leave the link in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye.